one. Basketball fans, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know what this is, unless you've been living under a rock. I like to call it the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. Be sure to follow along and the elephant in the room the the word of the 2020 and 2021 almost i guess uh subscribe 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 uh, anywhere that you find your favorite podcast uh find it tate's take the podcast uh itunes google podcast spotify red circle stitcher the whole nine uh and be sure to also uh follow along on social media at tate's take hoops where basketball lives so Without further ado, because I told quite a few people, we shared this around and kicked some things around, and I'm no better person to bring on. It's kind of like a lifelong dream of mine, if you will, to bring this guy on who I've been following for so many years, as you can imagine, uh, up in the Lansing, East Lansing area. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on and get to him right about now. My good buddy, there he is, Jack <laughs> Ebling. Man, it's been uh, it's, it's been a little while. I've been waiting almost what thirty six calendars for this to happen. Uh, in the locker room with us, Jack Ebling, Hall of Fame sports writer, radio and TV show host uh, from the Drive with Jack and Press Pass All Stars. Follow him on social media. A little bit of everywhere uh, at Jack Ebling at Drive with Jack at PP underscore All Stars. Jack, man, how are you? Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me, dude. I am fine, Deshaun, but if this is your lifetime dream, you need better dreams. <laughs> Come on, man. Cut it out. You guys make sure when you do go and follow Jack, uh, check out his show. He airs it, The Drive with Jack, every Monday through Friday from 3 p. until 6 p. That's Eastern Standard Time. And then Press Pass All-Stars every Sunday on Fox 47 from 11 p. until 12 a., which I guess in translation, midnight. Um, I want to get into what we've seen Michigan State do this past week. A 10-point game in terms of a, a win. They take down two ACC, I guess, powers, one of them for sure. Uh, in Notre Dame, an 80-70 to 10-point win at Jack, ironically enough, Breslin Student Event Center. Uh, and then on the road, which surprised quite a few people, that this person included uh, a six point win 71 66 over Duke. I want to jump into what kind of started this first getting past the Eastern Michigan win. Okay. And, and going into the game against Notre Dame, what did you see in that game that you really felt like uh, kind of prepared this team for going on the road into Cameron indoor stadium where Tom Izzo started out. Oh, and three. Well, both of these scores against Notre Dame and Duke, Maybe a little bit deceiving, Deshaun, because they were up 28 on Notre Dame. And then uh, toward the end, uh, some things slipped away. They had a lot of reserves in the game. But they play a lot of guys anyway, so they should be better than that. And then last night, I don't know how many teams have ever gone from 10 down to 15 up in camera. And uh, that was a tremendous performance. Um, I don't think they played particularly well. And Duke played poorly, I thought. But Michigan State made enough plays and once again, once again showed tremendous depth uh, when someone like Julius Marble, who barely plays in the first two games, can come in and I think turn the game around. That shows what Tom Izzo has to work with. Yeah, for sure. And Julius Marble being one of those guys, I mean, that one shocked me. There's only been like one or two people, and this was actually last year, my brother being one of them telling me, hey, 
Julius Marble is going to be a real player for Michigan State. I mean, I heard some comparisons last night to one of the best bigs and front court players uh, to ever play at Michigan State being Andre Hudson. Yeah. What kind of player do you expect him to be based off of what you saw him do on yesterday? Like how high is that ceiling and how he fits into what Tom Izzo's system is? Yeah, I think he can do a lot. Uh, I've been impressed by him when he's been here, but he really hasn't had that much of an opportunity. And last year when he would get in, he had a propensity for committing fouls. So uh, he didn't see many minutes. Uh, also, he was playing behind Xavier Tillman, and there were some other people who were taking up minutes. But this year, there's a hole at the five. And uh, even though Thomas Kithier has been starting and we'd seen a lot of uh, Marcus Bingham, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year if Julius Marble wasn't playing a lot at the five. Yeah, and I and I saw a lot of that as well uh, on yesterday. And uh, what do you think really kind of turned things around? Because me and you were texting last night, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm pissed. I'm feeling away, and this and that. And it's like, hey, Deshaun, what's going on? Don't jump off the ledge. We need you here. And I'm just, I, I'm feeling away because I. I, over so many years of watching this team, obviously not as long as you, but they tend to read the names on the front of the jerseys when you're looking up in the band, you know, at, at the ceiling and you see all the banners hanging and so forth. And, and they appeared to look different to me after getting out into transition and Malik Hall got a dunk through the middle. What was kind of the turning point for you and uh, what you saw during last night's win? I think that Hall and Marble together coming in and, uh, as Michigan State couldn't hit a shot. They had three baskets and six turnovers and six fouls. Had a horrible start, but they were hanging around. Uh, you know, they were still down eight, six. And then the next thing you know, uh, we had just exchanged about four texts, and it's halftime, and they're up four. So, uh, you know, it's hard to be too mad at that. And I'm sure it would have made some difference if the students had been there at Duke. But this doesn't look like a vintage Duke team to me either. For sure. And one of the more impressive things, I think, you know, me, I, I, I've, I've been very open about some of my frustration with Foster Lawyer and calling him fraudster and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Uh, I, I, I sent you a text yesterday and this is kind of the way that I feel, you know, I, I've been waiting for him to kind of play with that mentality of, hey, one of these days you guys are going to stop disrespecting me. You're going to start respecting my jump shot and realizing that I'm a leader. But I think the problem that maybe me included sometimes have is that comparing his leadership qualities or abilities to other guys mm -hmm. uh, that former point guards that play at Michigan state. What were you impressed by from foster lawyer yesterday? Although he may not have necessarily filled up the stat sheet the way he did against Eastern Michigan. Yeah. I thought his three pointer from the wing was as critical as any basket in the game. And then I thought he studied him a little bit. Uh, he's so low to the ground that it's hard to take the ball away from him. Sometimes if you, can't uh, have direct pressure, but if you let him dribble around, uh, you know, he can get to the foul line. He actually missed two free throws, and that's unusual, Deshaun, because he has the second longest streak in competitive basketball in the United wow. States, high school, college, or pro. When he was at Clarkson, he made 119 in a row, and uh, that is six shy of the national record, but it's longer than any record that has ever been uh, set in High school or in the NBA, uh, excuse me, in college or in the NBA, there was a high school player in, in Florida who made 125 in a row. 
119 consecutive. Uh, I, I can think of some things that I can do. You could probably run all kind of errands if you're sitting there and waiting on uh, Tom Izzo and Foster Lawyer sitting at the charity stripe because that's yeah. kind of been Tom Izzo's thing for the longest. Yeah. Um, Jack Ebling joining us. Um, Hall of Fame sports writer, radio, TV show host. Uh, the Drive with Jack. Make sure you go and check that out. Also, Press Pass All Stars, the TV show, every Sunday night at 11 p. Uh, remember to follow him on social media as well. Now, one of the questions that I proposed to you when we were at the game watching the Notre Dame game live is who is that emotional or that vocal leader? for this team. I'm not even really sure that it's becoming more clear. If anything, I feel like it's becoming more clear that it's going to be by committee or or, or collectively yeah. as yeah. a unit. We've seen Aaron Henry being more vocal. I love yeah. that. Foster Lawyer was in some of those huddles. And even during, uh, I think, a, a foul shot or something along those lines, I saw Josh Langford kind of telling the guys to come here, getting in a huddle on yeah. the floor. Who do you think, obviously not putting a gun in your head or anything, but who do you think that that player is or 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 is that does a player like that have to exist for this team to be successful? Well, I think you nailed it. It's probably by committee, mm. certainly in terms of longevity and respect. It's, it's hard to top what uh, Josh Langford is right now for this team. And I think uh, it's hard to say that Foster Lawyer is going to have that kind of impact if he's not on the floor. And looks like Rocket Watts is going to be on the floor more than he is at the point. But I think Aaron Henry now has uh, evolved. And he's he came in and he was always energetic. Uh, but he was a little immature sometimes. And I don't know, the players really took him seriously. I think now it could be his team, uh, not only as its best player, but also as its best leader. For what I believe is his second consecutive game with a double-double is where you have a guy like Joey Hauser, who yeah. unfortunately had to sit out last year. And I know yeah. that Izzo was, uh, uh, you know, had smoke coming out of his nose, kind of looked like a Chicago Bulls logo to an yeah, extent right, right. Uh, last year with him not being able to be eligible. But seeing him putting up these double-doubles against quality teams, better than average teams, is this something that we can come to expect uh, when he's, you know, continues to start getting more acclimated into what Izzo wants to do. Yeah, I think you're going to see him be a consistent performer. I don't know that he's going to have 16 rebounds every night, mm -hmm. but I think he's going to be a solid guy, somebody who's very versatile. And once again, uh, the key words to this team, Deshaun, are versatility and depth. Mm -hmm. have a lot of guys who can play multiple positions, who can defend multiple positions, and I think in this COVID-19 craziness, it's going to help if you have 8, 9, 10 players. Michigan State thinks that it has 12 players that it doesn't mind having on the floor at any time. Maybe the exception will be A.J. Hoggard, but everyone else uh, in uniform for Michigan State on scholarship uh, would start for a lot of teams. Saw some really good things uh, over the course of the last week or two from A.J. Hoggard, who's a freshman point guard at Michigan State, as well as Matty Sissoko, yeah. uh, whenever he's not volleyballing shots all the way up until the concession stands. Um, let me ask you this, though, Jack, in regards to moving forward. Obviously, uh, up next is University of Detroit Mercy. Uh, Antoine Davis being a guy who is one of the most prolific scorers in yeah. college basketball right now. Obviously, everybody knows his dad. Um, following that will be Western Michigan. Then the big one, 
Okay, we've got Virginia, the Hauser Bowl, if you will, yeah. on the road. Yeah. What what things have you seen in the last two games that makes you say, you know what, it, it, we've got these two other games to prep or uh, us for Virginia to an extent. Yeah. Uh, obviously not overlooking them, but we need to kind of sharpen up in these particular areas before we get to Virginia. What are those areas? Tom Izzo looks at these games a little differently from most of us and certainly different from the fans. Uh, he sees the big picture. And the idea is that if you lose a game in November and December, the fans go crazy, but it doesn't mean much. And uh, if they lose to Virginia, if they beat Virginia, I don't think it's going to change his outlook much other than the fact that if Michigan State could get a win in Charlottesville, it would have a chance to claim the ACC and Big Ten cha uh, championships uh, with the win over Notre Dame, the win over Duke. And if it can beat Virginia, I would think it would certainly be in the top five in the poll. It might be there anyway. And uh, when you look at what has happened to some other teams that were highly ranked and the losses, uh, I don't think anyone thought Kentucky, uh, you know, would be playing the way it is. Uh, I guess could have won the game last night, but we've seen – uh, Virginia, Villanova, a lot of teams have lost. So uh, for Michigan State, if it can uh, run its record to 6-0 and at that point in a seven-game pre-conference season, uh, that would be a, a good indication. But by no means is that the measuring stick, Deshaun. Mm -hmm. uh, for Tom Izzo, it's still hanging banners. It's still championships. And uh, to do that, to uh, win another Big Ten championship, that would be number 11, and that would tie uh, Bob Knight and Piggy Lambert for the most in history. But to do that, uh, you, you could have a Big Ten tournament semifinal uh, that would be every bit as good as the Final Four. You look at where Iowa and Wisconsin are, mm -hmm. Illinois is certainly capable of getting to the Final Four, and then you have Michigan State and Ohio State is dangerous. Uh, there are probably nine teams in the Big Ten that could make the Sweet 16. Very unlikely, but keeping our fingers, toes to our fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, a little bit of everything crossed that maybe we can see a all Big Ten Final Four at one of these points. Who knows what's going to happen there? As you guys can see, I'm ear to ear, and that's for a really good reason. Got my guy Jack Ebling in here with me, who I still have so many of his newspaper articles from Lansing State <laughs> Journal thumbtacked on my mom's wall. I'm sure she's really upset the time that she has to move. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to have to fly up there and help her fill so many of those thumbtack <laughs> holes, uh, whatever that point may be. But um, really excited to have you here with us, Jack, and obviously don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, and so what I do want to do is I want to bring you in to one of our special segments that we always conclude this show with right. called quick quick release and it is essentially yeah. something similar to like a rapid fire style one word answer if you will want to elaborate a little bit that's fine yes or no whatever what have you so my first question for you jack is if one guy had to be in the starting lineup for as the as the point guard would that be Rocket Watts? Would that be Foster Lawyer or someone else? Can I say Magic Johnson? No. You can say Magic Johnson. You can say whatever you want to say. <laughs> you know, Michigan State, I guess, could make the claim it's point guard you if you want to go back that far and how many great 
uh, players Michigan State's had. But to answer your question in one word, uh, I want to say Rocket Lawyer. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Okay, we can we we can do that one. Uh, let's say, um, how many games does Michigan State? What is Michigan State's roundabout record? How many losses do you see for Michigan State uh, going into the NCAA tournament again, hoping that we get to that point in Indianapolis? Uh, I would say five. Let me say uh, 23 and or 24 and three, something like that. Uh, maybe four losses and then uh, – a loss in the Big Ten tournament, so uh, somewhere around twenty-five and five. Can you, uh, assuming that Michigan State comes away with a win against U of D and, of course, uh, Western Michigan as well, can you give us a score prediction? Knowing that Ooh. Virginia loves that defense, give us a score prediction for the game on December 9th in the ACC Big Ten Challenge for Michigan State on the road. I'll say uh, Joey Hauser sixty-one, Sam Hauser sixty. Okay. Okay. I, that that sounds good to me, especially wearing my green and all the nice fancy looking stuff in the background. Um, let's go with how surprised are you that we haven't heard LaVar Ball speak very much since the NBA draft or even leading up to? Uh, my one word would be laryngitis. That's the only thing <laughs> that could keep him quiet. <laughs> Man, I appreciate you so much, Jack. I do want to ask you this very last thing on your way out is uh, I'm not really sure how much you've had an opportunity to speak with Tom Izzo since last night's game. I know you guys are obviously very close. I saw some uh, notifications pop up earlier. So we're not treating this like it's an asterisk. It's a win. Sure. Fans or no fans. Uh, what has that conversation been like or what type of mood or, or, or whatever, what have you, uh, in terms of those conversations, if you've had any with Tom Izzo since last night's win? Yeah, he's happy with the win. It's his first regular season win over Mike Krzyzewski uh, when Michigan State has played Duke in the Elite Eight. The Spartans were 2-0, and but any other time uh, hadn't been successful. So uh, happy to have a win, happy to have a road win, happy to see the team take another stride, but by no means was this the goal for 2020-21. Are we going to see Imani Bates in a Michigan State uniform? I think so. Okay. And uh, I don't know whether it's going to be next season or the season after, but uh, I'm pretty convinced that he wants to play college basketball and he really wants to be at Michigan State. I've been seeing him in the locker room for three, four years, so. I would be very surprised if he didn't want to give this a shot. Name, image, and likeness maybe even becoming a uh, part of some of his decision-making as well. And I'm sure that Duke's not really looking forward to that return game against Michigan State after what happened last night. Jack Eveling, thank you so much for coming on the show and joining us, man. It means everything to me, as I'm sure you can imagine. Remember to follow Jack on uh, Drive with Jack, uh, the the radio show, uh, Monday through Friday from 3P to 6P. Press Pass All-Stars that airs on Fox 47, local Lansing TV uh, from 11P until 12A, which you can also even stream that even. So if you're not in the uh, in the local area of Lansing, you can check that out there too. Um, and uh, follow him on all social media accounts. Jack, thank you so much for joining us, man. I can't wait to have you back on again at some point. As a, thank you so much for bringing me on your television show this past Sunday.
Yeah, I was going to say the radio and television shows are always better with Deshaun Tate on it. <laughs> and that's every Tuesday at 4.05 and then uh, television whenever we can afford them. Oh, my goodness. You're too much, man. You might have oversold it just a tad. Jack Ebling, everybody. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, that was Jack Ebling, man, a good buddy of mine, good friend who's done so much for me uh, since we met over in Chicago, I believe the last... Uh, was I want to say three years ago? I want to say 2017. And I mean, this dude, every time I'm around him, it's just kind of, you know, I, I, I take it back to when I was, there's very few people. Okay. Let me just remind the people of that. It takes me back to when I was working down on the field for the Atlanta Falcons. And I mean this sincerely, genuinely, and very seriously, obviously growing up as a big Michigan state fan and right, uh, reading everything all the time, but uh, there's certain people that you're around uh, and they mean so much, you know, whether whether it's iconic figures or whether just regular everyday people, it could be your mom, it could be your dad, your brother, your best friend, your kid, whoever, whatever, what have you. But just being in this business for the time that I have and working with so many great personalities and so forth, uh, having the opportunity to do that with the people that you actually grew up reading their content and and uh, every day. You know, and watching them on television and doing all these things and just thinking, man, it would be so awesome to be blessed with the opportunity to actually work with these people. It kind of takes me back to 20. Uh, I forget what year it was, but the Patriots came in town. They played the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, I know Jack will probably think I'm crazy for making this comparison. But uh, I remember when Tom Brady came running out of the locker room. And I tell this story to people all the time just to know that Tom Brady, like you could feel the energy you knew you were around greatness like that aura just just like as if there was something in the air almost you know you knew that you were around greatness and that happens um not necessarily all that often, but it does happen from time to time working in this business. And I share that because uh, every time that I have an opportunity to uh, do some radio stuff again, like Jack said, on the drive with Jack every Tuesday afternoon from uh, at 4 p. Eastern Standard Time, it just kind of puts me back in that mode, just being a little kid and and, and seeing, oh, man, that's got to be pretty cool. You get to do all these things with Michigan State and interviewing players and knowing Magic Johnson and Tom Izzo, the head coach, and blah, 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 uh, and, and just being somebody growing up as a kid that uh, not necessarily idolized, but uh, just always thought that it was like a dream come true to be able to have those types of opportunities. Now to be able to have them as a grown ass man, as an adult, I think it's pretty cool. And I hope that you guys do too. And that was Jack Ebling. And again, I, I appreciate everybody that had the opportunity to come and check in with us as we kind of uh, recapped uh, the Michigan State win earlier this week against Notre Dame and overly thankful and grateful for the people up in East Lansing, uh, Matthew Larson, amongst some others. Uh, in the PR department and front office that blessed me with an opportunity to go and uh, to go and report on the game and work that game when I thought it was going to be much longer before I had that opportunity because of COVID and everything else. Uh, so big, huge, special thanks to them. Special thanks to Jack Ebling for coming on as well. And even for a couple of uh, the people that came in today on the show and wanted to show some love. One of them being Todd Corder. What's up, TC? MSU playing a tough non-conference schedule is going to benefit them in the Big Ten season and the NCAA tournament. Kind of sounds like
like the typical time is our team appreciate time uh tc for checking in with us and of course my dude rob h man gave me this really awesome what side are we on run this side this really awesome autographed basketball by rob hamilton himself and i'm overly thankful that because i've been trying to juice up a little bit of my um my background work here a little bit and got some more things that i want to add and put to it but that was my very first gift was that basketball and i'm just thankful for really good friends and former colleagues lifetime friends for people like rob hamilton telling people to make sure you go and subscribe letting the people also know that it is extremely extremely worth it and you can see there on his avatar or his profile picture uh what appears to be his lovely wife from here uh you can see the blue square with the white circle around it and the blue F in the middle. That stands for Facebook, unless you've been living under a rock. And by that, he's letting uh, it's letting you know that we subscribe. Um, I'm sorry that we stream live on YouTube as well as on Facebook and to where you can subscribe uh, and subscribe anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. That's iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, Stitcher, all of the above and everything and anything in between that. Uh, drop us a rating. You get up to five stars, hopefully closer to five than it is one. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, be sure to also um, leave a little bit of a review on what you think about the podcast. You never know who you're going to get here as a guest here on the podcast. We've had some really awesome guests. Obviously, one of them today, we're going to have some really good ones going forward for the duration of not only the college basketball season, but also uh, high school basketball and uh, even in, on the NBA level as well. So I uh, just want to remind you guys to make sure you do that and be sure to subscribe uh, on YouTube as well where you can see the video portion of this too. So share with a friend, share with a family member, an enemy, the mamas, the grandmamas, anybody that loves basketball, because we don't just talk Michigan State, we don't just talk Pistons. I mean, we talk any and everything, as long as it's 94 feet long and 50 feet wide, we're talking about it right here on Tate's Take. So if you know somebody that loves basketball, just a couple seconds out of your day. I promise you it's less than 30 seconds unless you got lazy thumbs. Shoot it on over there to uh, some of the people that you know love some hoops, and I hope that they'll get a chance to enjoy it. For everybody that has subscribed so far and that will subscribe in the future, I, uh, I thank you very much for just assisting a young man's dreams and coming true uh, to be able to push this product called Tate's Take, hashtag where basketball lives. See you guys in a few.